Welcome to Country Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD. Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, too, man. I am losing my voice. I feel like I need to address that. <laughs> this is. I feel like it's it's not fair, man. We're, we're right here. A couple weeks ago, we announced that we were in kind of our home stretch for Country Squire Radio yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, this This is like, this is the these are the episodes that count. This is, in many respects, the episodes that will define how the next generation of listeners of Country Squire Radio will, will come to- Will view us. Will view us. Because we'll they're going to start at the back. Exactly. Because a lot of people do that. But you do kind of have this somberness- with your voice. I mean, your, your countenance and your yeah. mannerisms are not somber and your content is not somber. No, that's good. But, but you know, it's like, JD. No, no, I, I was actually, <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier today as I was, as we were recording, I was like, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel like I sound like myself, it, but like, I feel as though the the loss of my voice communicates like the, the way I sound communicates the way I feel and kind of a little bit of like, well, a, I think that's natural for, for most people. Yeah. I think we all kind of, have a sense of that, but yeah. I'm just you know I'm just a little little emotional. This is a little you know it's, it is emotional. It's an emotional right. time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we, also you just you kind of got the crud. So here's the thing. I'm really excited. We need to be pounding our team, making sure we're taking the echinacea and getting right. <laughs> echinacea. Because, because man, March 4th in Jackson, Mississippi, there is about to be a party like none other. That is right. In that we are going to be having episode 500 live from Jackson, Mississippi. Now, now understand when I say live, I want to make sure I'm clarified because I probably should have mentioned this week, last week or the week before that. Yeah. This is going to be live for people who show up. It's if a lot. It's a studio audience. Studio audience. We're going to have folks. Right. It's opened up. The tickets are available right now. If you go to the countrysquireonline.com or countrysquireradio.com, you'll find banners there that'll take you to where you can purchase your tickets. Uh, we want y'all to be to to come to Jackson March fourth, celebrate with us a pipe pilgrimage like none other. Live music, barbecue, barbecue pipe tobacco pairing. We're gonna have all <laughs> all that good stuff. We we've already been talking about different oh, ideas and exciting. things we're gonna do that's gonna like really just blow the roof off the country squire, uh, and to get a chance to to be in this place. Yeah, for those of you, for many of you, this might be. Uh, the opportunity, if, if you've always been looking for an opportunity to come to this shop to make the pilgrimage has yeah. been this kind of mental escape for you. Come to the physical space, come to it with the people that, uh, that, that, that love this show, who have who've been part of this community. Uh, we were just talking about the fact that there, there are likely going to be folks like the hurricane that you've heard us reference before, <laughs> uh, possibly the judge for longtime listeners. Of course, one or two interns might be there. It's gonna be it's gonna be great, and we really want y'all to be there and and come kind of well, come to I, experience. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to to look just look a bunch of you in the eye and just thank you for your support, yeah. you know, and and thank you for um and caring for us and being a part of our story and letting us invade your world every week and <laughs> and building the community that we have uh, around uh around the pipe and around tobacco. It's uh it's been an honor. Yeah, it really has been an honor. I'm looking forward to celebrating it. Oh man. Okay. So speaking of celebration, it's a Squire Select episode. Yes. We're gonna yes, have a lot is. of fun today. Now I need to I need to kind of clarify. This is interesting, right? Because this is it it is and it isn't the final Squire Select. Okay. Yeah, it is the penultimate Squire Select. It is the penultimate Squire Select. Uh and in this one, we're doing more of the traditional Squire Select. Yeah. We're, we're pairing spirit and even in the more modern context, spirit, but then twisting it into a cocktail. And doing essentially doing two pipe tobacco pairings, yeah. With it, next Squire Select, of course, will be the barbecue and pipe tobacco pairing, which <laughs> will happen in Jackson, Mississippi. Can't believe it's happening. I love it. I, I just, I, I we're jumping I, the shark. I can't wait. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, that's exactly. We're jumping the shark. It's I, done. I need to. I need somebody 
to find that. I, hopefully before March 4th, I'll have gone back in the archives and found when it's like first referenced. Right. But I guarantee it would have to be one of our patrons because it's going to be in the first 100 episodes. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, was it I that early? guarantee it was that early. I didn't realize it was that early. I need to go back and take a look okay. and see. But anyway, point is, we've got this, <laughs> this pipe tobacco and, uh, and barbecue pairing that's coming. This is our last time that we're pairing with Spirit. And given the mm. weight of this moment and the fact that, pulling the curtain back, as we're recording right now, you just had a birthday. Happy I did. birthday, by the way. I did. Thank you. Happy yeah, thir- 39. Yeah, man. The first anniversary of my 39th birthday. There you go. That's right. The first celebration of my 39th birthday. What are they, you know, because when you get, well, you, you get the joke. No, I get the joke. Yeah, yeah. This is the, your actual 39th birthday right. is what you're saying. But, uh, but, you know, I thought, you know what? I know that we've covered boodles before, but we should do boodles and we should turn that in to a martini. And last night, you and I are on the town. Yeah. Los, Los Angeles, you know, glitz, glam, the city of gold or whatever they call it. Uh, Hollywood starlets. We got Angelina to our left. We got Brad to our right. We got, uh, you know, uh, Denzel's hanging out in the back. You know, we're all we're all chilling and everything else. Suddenly coming through the room, the room parts ways. Beyonce comes up and asks you what you want. She's about to go to the bar. And she'd love to get you a drink. And that didn't happen uh, because but, we were in the basement of a building a couple blocks away. Yeah, we were we were in some, at a dive bar. This is the <laughs> this is the strangest thing. It was very cool. Uh, it is a dive bar that that is in a bank vault. Although I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. I assume it was the actual bank vault for whatever that building was. I guess so. And so you you hear like, okay, a bar in a bank vault. You think, okay, speakeasy. This is going to be kind of a cool type deal. Right. You walk in and immediately you're inundated with like, oh, this is like a speakeasy until you get past the door and you're like, oh no, this is a dive bar. It's a dive bar. <laughs> it's a legit, yeah. Yeah. It, and it, it was great. It was, you know, fun little bar, just real non-assuming. No, and, like the blast in the know. sports top, but you know, at like 11, you know, at, at volume. Yeah, no, I mean, every single TV last night had the chargers on and Bo looked at me and he said, so what's going on in this match? Yeah, who's winning the match? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the chargers versus the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, so it's interesting because we we sit down at the bar and we notice, boom, there it is, glowing in blue, Boodles, a bottle of Boodles. They had right it, there. man. They had it right there. We asked them to make us a Boodles martini. They actually did not do that at all, in my opinion. They, they poured some Boodles into a martini glass. This is not making a Boodles martini. They, according to the guy that made it, he said, you know, I only add vermouth when people ask for it. So and so he so all he did was he took Boodles, he chilled it. Shake, it in, shaking it over ice yeah. and then strained it into a martini glass and put a twist of lemon. Yeah, and that was that was it. And that, and it was look, I like boodles, so it was so it was great. It was, no, it was, it was a giant <laughs> shot of boodles. It was a cold shot of boodles. But so this is the thing. What's wrong with that? It was one as we're leaving. I remember him saying that like something to the effect of like he didn't have much boodles left. So right. we go back to you know the condo and uh, are we actually we, we that evening we had enjoyed a foin dinner it was very very nice we got some steaks and and you know had some great conversation we had this incredible mezcal uh, bourbon, bourbon cocktails tincture, are, yeah. yeah fantastic our our waiter was like the best salesman I've ever seen in my life <laughs> I woke up the next morning regretting so much about the night before in terms of like what I put into my body but no just the just the food element yeah it was very good but this is the thing so. In, in in the cold, cool light of the next morning, we're sitting here. We're like, we got to do a Squire Select. And we never actually did like the actual, like we have to do the research. We have to actually drink right, right. and understand the flavor profiles of what it is we're going to be we you know pairing up with. So we go back to the dive bar today at lunch or brunch or I don't know, this morning, whatever it was. Right, <laughs> it's, right. It's five o'clock somewhere. 
We go back to the dive bar and instantly, as soon as we walk in, I remember because I see the bottle of boodles and we're talking to the guy and I ask him about it, but then it clicks with me. Oh yeah. Last night he said they were all out of boot. Like they the, were we, out. we got the last of it. Right. Like we were the jerks that took the boodles that we needed. We today. stole it from our still ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're sitting here and I'm like, you know what? Look, it is John David's like, you just turned 39. We are here. Yeah. This is the penultimate Squire select. You know, we're, you're like, ah, oh, we can do whatever. La, la, la. We can do this, that, and the other. And I'm like, no, no, no. We need to do gin because John David and gin Go together like Jen and John David. Like, like we, we've got to have <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. It's got to be. It's got to be Jen. So you know, he busted out a bunch of different gins. Let us sample something. Very, yeah. very nice bartender. There. Oh yeah, did a, took very good care of us. And you know, talked to him a little bit about what we were after and wanted to make sure I didn't want like you know vermouth and gin like stacked up and like all mixed together. I wanted to move more of a vermouth wash and that sort of deal. Yeah. So basically, yeah. going through kind of the idea of what we wanted, but ultimately what we landed on is they had botanist. Now, long-time listeners probably know that we've, we've covered botanist before in Esquire Select. Yeah. But based on the nature of how we've kind of shifted the Esquire Select, we're going to challenge ourselves. Talk about what uh, a pairing we've done before, kind of reaffirm that pairing, or perhaps call it into question. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah. And then turn that into a, a martini, and then, of course, I'll do the pairing for, for that one. So That's great. We're doing botanist. It's a long, long way to say. There's, I, I, feel, I feel like we need an explanation as to why this isn't a boodles we martini. Ju- we juked and jive away from the boodles and into the botanist, but it's still gin, and, and it's delicious. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. No, so this, let's talk about this. Botanist gin, a fantastic gin, a lot of different complexities in this particular uh, uh, spirit. Yeah. A uh, beautiful bottle. Of course, you've got the textured layover of that glass bottle. I like that a lot. Oh, it's yeah. so fantastic. And then, you know, for somebody who may be uninitiated with gin or may you kind of conjure up your mind of like, okay, I, I drink gin, I taste it, it tastes like medicine. No, 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 no. Right. Not botanist. You're it's drinking like, the wrong gin. Exactly. Or, or, or a different gin. Or definitely a different Because I like the gin that tastes like medicine, but I also like the gin that tastes like flowers and, you know, it, juniper. And, you know, like juniper. All right. of these different like flavors. And that's, that's what the botanist really is. That's right. It brings all those botanicals to the forefront and it's, it's a lot of fun. They've put a lot of work into this particular gin. You know, again, it's very versatile. It's one of those that is high quality enough for you to, you know, mix it into a cocktail such as we did today or drink it on ice, you know, or even drink it neat, just like it is. It's a, it's a delicious gin. that's very approachable, a little more expensive. It's, it'll be in the price point of a, uh, Hendrix or something, you know, it's not your beef eater Tanqueray, you know, in that kind of around twenty sure. twenty five dollar price point, a little little higher than that. But uh, and those are great gins too. I mean, I, nothing against those gins. I love Tanqueray, but you know, Boodles, of course, is similar between twenty twenty five dollars. It's always been my go to. Just love the simple flavor profile. It's uh, delicious to me. But uh, the botanist is going to be a little more or a much, much more nuanced and complex. And it's got it's got a lot going on. So we were fortunate enough to have a delicious martini made of that today. And before I guess before we talk about that, let, let me circle back around. We before have paired the botanist with the tobacco, as we always do on Squire Selects. Yeah. Yeah. And this and was circa 2020, June, July, somewhere in there. It was 2020. This was a pandemic pairing. Yeah, the pandemic Pandemic era pairing. pairing. Yep. Yeah. So, and uh, Bo and I did this <laughs> uh, episode remotely. So this would have been over, I think I, this is one of those where I like mailed him. Allegedly. A, 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 allegedly. Allegedly. Mailed him a yes. vial of, of liquid. I think this, <laughs> no, 
I think this, or maybe you just went out and bought your own. No, I think this actually went went allegedly the other way because botanist. Oh. If I'm remembering correctly, like my wife had this, like re, like she found this like cocktail book that yeah. was kind of dedicated to botanist cocktails or something of that nature. Okay. Yeah. And you know, my wife, she's a, she's a chemist. She loves kind of more of the apothecary esque yeah. nature of cocktails and that sort of thing. And was getting at the time very deep into custom simple syrups and uh, different infused, like, like herbal infused spirits and that sort of thing. And yeah. So yeah. Through that process discovered botanist and we were really enjoying it. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is a gin. I'm enjoying a gin. I need to tell John David. <laughs> I actually like this. This, yeah. this is cool. <laughs> so, so that kind of came on That's the radar. Great. So I may have allegedly sent you some botanist, or maybe you just had access to it and we didn't have to allegedly do anything. Yeah, I, I actually think that's what's happened. I think that's what happened because I remember having that bottle for a while. So I think you yep. told me about it. I went and got some and it was it was delicious, but really enjoyed the botanist. That year, 2020, we paired we paired that specific gin with uh, Robert McConnell's uh, mature uh, yes. tobacco. That's right. Really tasty tobacco. So, you know, Virginia based tobacco with Orientals. The Virginia's primarily from, you know, Africa. I think it's got some Indian leaf in there, if I'm remembering right. But uh, a little a, a tiny dusting of kind of a aniseed topping on this tobacco. It has that mild licorice flavor that's just very pleasant. And so if you're a Virginia lover that wants something a little interesting, you know, uh, again, I, I want to say in that episode, I compared it maybe to Deception Pass from uh, Seattle Pipe Club. Um, Look at you with your that, memory just like going back to Another years. one that yeah. comes to mind is uh, GLP's uh, Virginia Cream. Just, okay. you know, something that is a Virginia-based uh, tobacco. It's got some complexity from the natural flavors, but but this element of, you know, an addition that makes it uh, makes it fun and interesting and different. I, I don't know. Really, really good. So we paired it with that. And uh, I love that tobacco. It's one that is not super readily available. It's not super sought after either. It's just not it's not a popular tobacco. Right, so right, it's not right. super, it's not well produced, you know? And so, uh, <laughs> but you can, you can find it and it's good. I commend it to you. If you're a Virginia lover that wants something a little different, English, English smokers primarily will not, you know, particularly enjoy this. And some aromatic lovers will like this, although it's going to lean more, it's going to skew more Virginia, but great tobacco, nice Oriental components. It's, it's tasty. It's a good refresh to kind of refer back to what, what we've covered before yeah, with this, yeah. because you know, so much of what this this kind of twist on this series has been, which, by the way, can I just say I've loved what we've done with Squire Select over the past too, year plus. Like, yeah, the 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 and again, I give all credit in the world to the guys over at Old Fashioned Finance podcast that, uh, you know, Potosphere has been fortunate enough to produce for them and they do great work over there and uh, helping you get, uh, you know, deal with your high finance while having some cocktails along the way. And, you know, it's just it's just a fun show. And I just, I was like so jealous. Like, you know, I, I even helped them come up with the concept. You know what I mean? Like it was like my idea. And then afterwards, like, oh, I, I want to do that. I'm, I'm importing this to another one. I enjoyed pop. this so much. I got to copy this. This sounds great. And so we, we, we brought that into what this, uh, this series has been. And it's been so much fun. And it has allowed us to do something that has been very helpful, which is to kind of go back, revisit some concepts yeah. that we've done in the past, but look at them differently. Right. Like that's been like a, a large part of kind of what what this has been by incorporating the cocktails. This is what I am curious about, because it was always known that for this episode, we were going to talk about a spirit that we've covered before, but we were also going to put it in a cocktail and right. change the game. Right. The goal was Boodles originally. But regardless, this is where we are. When I said 
that I wanted to do a Jen Martini. You, 007 not being <laughs> that you are, said that you have never liked a martini. And and so that's the thing. Like I told Bo, like, okay, your mission, your mission with this <laughs> is to make me like a martini. The, the, the martini is one of those drinks that like, okay, I like gin. Of course, you have vodka martinis too, and I like vodka fine. But like, you know, you, you, you have you have gin and it's basically a giant shot of gin. Like you've got some other components too that are very important. But like, how, how do I not you like call, this? I feel like you call, it's so interesting. How do I not like this? Since like I, we've been doing this, like it, I, it, we've, we've learned, we've learned so much about each other of last have 10 we? years. Have we both? A little bit. <laughs> but like, like in this process, I feel like every single time I present you with this like awesome, like cool cocktail situation, you're like this is just a giant shot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what stark bold you know like like mindset you're sitting like ah oh, you're just dressing up a giant shot like come on man no there's a lot of like there's an artistry that's going on no, here you're it's right. chemistry this is science in a glass it just no, looks at sexy some point, like, at some point maybe i'll come along i'm just like you know i mean wait, so many cocktails i think of a yeah. non-alcoholic component right, right so right. like a you know a, a cape cod is a um you know, it's a it's a vodka with cranberry juice and a lemon or a lime, you know, and then you've got tonic, you know, a, a, you know, gin and tonic or, hey, you know, I, I just think of these. I blame Starkville. I really do. I blame <laughs> Starkville and I, I blame whatever. Starkville's classic culture. <laughs> it is, man. You've never. What's the last time you went there? You've it's, never you know, been there. It's been a long you've time. You've probably never been there. No, man, you're right. You're, in all fairness, it's been a long time since I've been to Starkville. But look, no, 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 no. So here's the deal. You challenged me with this concept of like trying to get you win you over to a martini. I don't think I can do that one way or the other. But what I can do is try to introduce you to the concept of a martini. Yeah, sure. And at least allow you to kind of, you know, let it kind of play around with what, you know, is kind of a defining your go to spirit, which is generally gin. So I love a gin martini. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, the first time that I ever had a gin martini uh, was early on in my marriage. I had not been really one who like was drawn to gin or clear liquor in general, but my wife and I started doing these uh, Kurosawa nights is what we would call them. A who? Kurosawa. So I, I'm going to butcher the dude's name, but this is this famous director who came up with Yojimbo and Seven Samurai movies that would go on to like inspire American, the Hollywood industry. So you think about Star Wars, you think about, uh, the Man with No Name, okay. all the Clint Eastwood movies. Okay. These movies are all based off of Kurosawa samurai films, essentially. Okay. And this was kind of in our early, early days of marriage. Didn't have but like two cents to our name. And like every single dime I was making was going to put it through pharmacy school and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so what we do is we do change dates, which means we would take up, like we just collect change and we'd have enough change we go to the coffee shop and we'd bring this uh, chessboard and we'd play. I remember you talking about your chess set. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we do that. But then we would also, when we wanted to get a little Lux, we would uh, do what we called Kurosawa nights. So we would basically uh, get one of his movies off of Netflix. Back then, this, it's you know. It's a big deal. Back then, you Netflix. You had to get the DVD in the you mail. You had to get the DVD in the mail. Right, exactly. Right. Which even at the time was pretty like next level. <laughs> and like now it's like, yeah, it's, it's old school. Uh-huh. So we would get the DVD in the mail. We'd put away for him and we would make. We would we would get sushi from the fresh market and we would make gin martinis and we would watch these Kurosawa films. Wow. Yeah. And it That's was great. Cool. Precious memories. It really is. And I've uh, I, I enjoy them. I always kind of for whatever reason now I always associate. Well, I mean, this is why I always associate gin with kind of these like classic samurai black and white films 
and uh, and sushi and uh, and nice evenings with my <laughs> wife. But anyway, so we would uh, we would make these gin martinis, and then over the time, like I I started to kind of develop a taste for them. A uh, gin in particular I, is something that you see throughout Hollywood. I think that it's kind of apropos that we're actually doing this while we're in LA. Because the whole martini, the classic like having gin martini at you know the bar, well, you're a big time Hollywood executive, and you they're bringing out your your clear that crystal clear liquid. All of these dudes, you think think about these are older dudes who have kind of put their body through the like the works over the years, yeah. right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're tearing them apart. And one of the things I have learned from some of my older uncles is if you put your body through the works, you don't get to enjoy scotch into uh, some of your later years. You know what I mean? As you get yeah, up there, sure. the liquor gets clearer and clearer if you want to keep on enjoying That's it. That's funny. And so, you know, there is kind of this romanticism of kind of that crystal clear gin martini in kind of that that old classic Hollywood era as mm, well. Yeah. So I say all this because we're in a space right now. and It's been something fun that we've done over the years is trying to think about the space that we're in and the cocktail that we're having. I, for one, am not a huge fan of too much heavy vermouth. I like to yeah. kind of wash essentially the the rocks that are going to be you know shaken with the gin. I like to wash them with vermouth and then strain the vermouth out. The bartender that we had today who was able to craft this cocktail for us, uh, what he does, he actually washes the glass with the vermouth and then pours it out. Yeah. Almost as you would with like an absinthe for something like a Sazerac. Right. And it was great because right. as we're talking like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's a great method. Let's do that. He then, you know, strained up, chilled the uh, the botanist gin that we were able to enjoy with this, poured it in and mixed with the vermouth. And what you find is while the the botanist uh, vermouth or the botanist gin is quite delicious with all of its complexities, it is still a gin. It is still going to have that that punchy medicinal kind of, you know, thing yes. that all gins have. Well, by introducing vermouth into the picture, what you're doing is you're kind of bringing this herbal wine, essentially aesthetic into the entire cocktail. It made it sweet it and, makes ra- it, and rounded it a little bit. It, it really was nice. It smooths yeah. it out. It takes away that kind of like crisp, not crisp, but that, that kind of punchiness of the medicinal element yeah. that you would normally find in gin if you're just drinking it straight up and makes it much more enjoyable. Now, in these martinis that we had, we went with olives. We went with olives because you wanted olives and I wanted you to be happy. And you're like, no, just get a twist. If you want a twist, get a twist. I was like, no, 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 we're doing it together. We're, we're doing it. Here's the thing. As I'm drinking this with the olives, which the olives don't impart too much flavor unless you dirty it up, which we did not. The olives really only come into play at the very tail end of the cocktail. Yeah. Because as you're getting down yeah. and down and down. And so now you have less and less kind of liquid. It tastes liquid, more salty and yes. savory. Yeah, it's more of a briny texture. The brininess. the bottom. Yeah. Exactly. Of the olives start kind of collecting down at the bottom. Right. And so you kind of finish with that more vegetable kind of briny-esque right. type of flavor. Right. I'm sitting here and I'm drinking this and I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking, man, brininess and pipe tobacco. What goes there? And I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Yeah. Nothing's coming to mind at the moment. And on that was the one thing I'm thinking. The other thing I'm thinking is like, man, I really wish I'd got this with a twist. <laughs> because, I told you you could. You know, and you were right. So this is what I decided to do. Because uh, I know what a martini, like I know what this martini would uh, taste like with a twist. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say for this martini, I'm going to recommend doing exactly what we did. Washing the glass with vermouth, pouring out the vermouth, shaking up your gin on, on the rocks, pouring it over, 
you shake and not stirred. That's how we like it. That's right. And then you put a lemon twist with it as opposed to going to olive. Yeah. And if yeah. you're sipping that, that then, citrusy note really, and, and probably would play incredibly well with the botanist, the sophistication of the botanist. Exactly. I think it complements it. It takes it in a completely different direction in the way in which I prefer. And while you're on that direction, I think you up the citrusy factor by incorporating some Orlick Golden Slice into the mix. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, like, so that's one of those things that as I'm drinking, like, as I was drinking this, especially at the beginning of it, when it was, like, more pure to yeah. the actual cocktail, to the spirit, to the vermouth, I was thinking, like, man, I really miss that citrusy punch. I was craving that citrusy punch. And, like, the first thing that popped into mind is, like, oh, I'm pairing this with Orlick. With, or, with Orlick, yeah. yeah. I, there, there's other tobaccos on the market, obviously, that, you know, are non-aromatic tobaccos, but feature that that orange tinge to it but orlick always jumps out first in my mind of course it's one of my top three tobaccos if you've listened for a long time you know that oh yeah you know i've just uh, i love orlick it's it just has such a uh, well-rounded flavor to it it has just the right amount of uh, sweetness and brightness and bite and it's just a just a, a wonderful tobacco and um so I, I think it's a great pairing yeah, yeah. Espe- especially with the lime twist i do or lemon twist i do think you need to to focus on that, I would be interested to see how Orlick goes with a with an olive based martini. I'm, see, I'm not I'm not trying to say that's the case because I don't yeah, think it would go very well. I don't well. I don't know if that would work. No, but but um, but yet it you know it it could. And yeah, it, it just that maybe that's on a Squire Select that may happen privately. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I will say that I would also just kind of recommend orange bitters. A dash of orange bitters goes a long way. In, in a fact, martini? In a martini. And in, in, in exactly what I just described. In a gin martini, the, the vermouth, washing the vermouth, and even though you're using a lemon twist, doing a yeah. little bit of a splash of orange bitters, generally when I make a martini at home, that's what I do. Okay. It's funny. I didn't think about that. I should have mentioned that to the bartender today. And even as I'm drinking it, I was probably missing that specifically, that orange profile, which yeah. is what made me dry, you know, go directly to Orlick. But I guarantee, I think that's a really good uh, pairing and I would encourage folks to try I it. I just, I, you know, of course we did today the martini with, you know, the botanist gin, the vermouth wash in the glass, and then of course olives. But, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was the first yep. martini I ever had that I actually enjoyed. Like yeah. there's just so many martinis before that I've been like, this is one dimensional and kind of gross. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I've never really cared for them. You know, right, so I, right, I, right. I really enjoyed the one I had today. I'm glad we, uh, glad we did it. And yeah. I enjoyed the one last night too, but today was, today was particularly good. Oh, there you go. Classic Squire Select in the, in the modern era by taking a spirit know, that we've right? enjoyed in the past, turn it into a cocktail. Yeah. I, I love that here, you know, we get, uh, we've taken something that we know and love. We've gotten to be a little innovative with it. And, you know, somebody, uh, there's some folks I know who are very good at taking something that you know and love and being innovative with it. And that's our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That is right, man. Missouri Meerschaum has a wonderful variety of pipes available on their website. And of course, also at your favorite pipe and tobacco retailer. Check them out. A great variety. If you want a pocket pipe, a large showpiece, or anything in between, they've got something for you. So go to corncobpipe.com and uh, select your cob today, and they'll send it right to your front door. And big thanks to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring the show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week coming in from Don. Don writes in, he says, uh, maybe you can help me with an issue I'm having. Anytime I have something with burly in it, I find that I am, I have a lingering harshness in the back of my mouth or throat that stays for many hours. It doesn't seem to matter how cool I smoke or if it's a non-aromatic versus, uh, or if it's an aromatic versus a non-aromatic. The only consistent thing seems to be that the burly is present. Uh, many English blends don't leave me with this issue any ideas if it really could be the burly? And if so, is there a way to fix this issue? Thanks. And then again, that is coming in from Don. Yeah, Don, thank you for this question. Wonderful question. We've had this recently, and I think in a future in an episode in a few weeks, we'll uh, be revisiting a similar issue for someone. But yeah, we we see this a lot nowadays. Folks, they have some type of reaction to specific tobaccos that are out there, and you you, Don, are not compatible with the burly leaf, and, and that is okay, but it just means you probably need to avoid that. What you're having is a physiological reaction to, you know, the specific tobacco varietal, and, you know, it's just it, it's just a luck of the draw kind of thing. It's one of those things where a lot of tobaccos have burly in them, certainly in greater portions than others, and, uh, you know, you'll probably just want to avoid those tobaccos. We've got some folks that you know, for them, burley is the smooth, mild tobacco that doesn't burn their throat. L- literally. I mean, people, you know, I've got folks that, that that's why they smoke burley is because it does the exact opposite of what you're describing. And yet, you know, your body chemistry is interpreting that tobacco in a different way. And so there's not, to be honest with you, any way around it other than just finding blends that are avoidant of, of burley or maybe have minor components of burley. As you you may have heard me say, if you've listened to Don for a long time, burley is lurking everywhere. Oh, it's everywhere. There is burley in a lot. Burley, burley is wonderful. It's incredibly versatile. And so people use it in a lot of different contexts. You may have tobaccos that don't bother you that do include burley in them. And they're kind of hiding in the background or maybe a small component here and there to round out some, some rough edges 
I think probably the front and center burlies, though, are ones you're just going to want to avoid. And that's okay, folks. Um, you know, you have to find what, what fits and avoid the ones that don't. So, you know, it gives you some clarity on what you like and what you don't like. Or even if you like the taste of burley, but just know that uh, it doesn't really combine, you know, go with my system very well or uh, the after effect is not great. Uh, you know, it's just something good to know about yourself. But this is very common. We see it a lot. You know, you don't struggle with English blends. I've got some customers that English blends are the ones that give them problems. And they think of Latakia <laughs> is incredibly harsh, you know, and bold and all this stuff. It is bold, but but the harshness is something that is foreign to a lot of Latakia lovers. And yet there are people out there that that have that kind of reaction to Latakia. So to each his own, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla. And, you know, that's why they make burley and other and you were in the other category and that's uh that's great although i do feel like burley would be more of the vanilla because there's so many ice creams that are just vanilla plus something yeah <laughs> you know no I mean? that's true that's true yeah burley is vanilla and everything else is um rocky road rocky road or yeah. moose tracks there you go <laughs> delicious all right you don't got an ice cream place across the street maybe not i know right <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly good. well that's an absolutely great question thank you so much for sending that in don Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. Struggling with those quick fire questions. <laughs> my voice You're doing great, man. Doing You're good. doing good. We just need to get you some more hot tea. Yeah, a lot of hot tea. Got to be pounding the hot tea here. Okay, Pastor Joda's been hooking us up, man. He's got us some great quick fire questions. Uh, heard the call, answering that call, and uh, he's got some good ones here. We're doing a money is no object edition of these. Okay. All right. Yeah. Luxury accessory. Okay. It's left open-ended. So you could take it in the pipe direction, but you could also kind of leave it, you know, wherever you want. Okay. A luxury accessory. Right. That's the, that's the question. Right. Okay. Um, hmm. I would probably go with, cause I have a lot of nice kind of luxury accessories for the pipe. So yeah. I might go with a cigar luxury accessory. Oh, time. okay. Well, there you go. And I might go with a DuPont lighter. Okay. DuPont lighters are expensive and fancy. And they make, when you open them, it's kind of like a Zippo. They When you open them, they make a very distinctive ping. Right. right you'll right, see them in yeah. a lot of movies and stuff like that. They're really, really nice. And they make a lot of soft flame lighters too. I prefer a soft flame lighter for a cigar. And the nice thing with that is you can use a soft flame as well on a pipe. And so I'd probably go with a DuPont lighter. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I oof. luxury accessory. I don't know that I necessarily like have one that comes to mind. I want to, I want to do this in the, the true quick fire question and see like kind of the first thing that comes to mind, but I'm struggling. I, I like there's little accessories here and there that I'd like, but I don't know that anything would necessarily be considered luxury. The, the probably I'll say, I've always wanted like a brandy set. I don't know if that's considered like a, a luxury accessory. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to pour the brandy or the cognac from, you know, the bottle and into a whole nother bottle. Right. <laughs> like it's just completely unnecessary. Right. But I do think there is something kind of classy about having that in, uh, in your, in your home bar. One of the most ridiculous luxury pipe smoking accessories that I know are the Dunhill pipe cleaner sleeves. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like a lambskin sleeve that you just put like maybe 10 pipe cleaners in. Like we sell the exact equivalent at the Squire. A lot of shops give them away. Like yeah. if you buy a pipe, they'll give you one for with a new pipe purchase or something. I think we sell these little vinyl sleeves of pipe cleaners for like two bucks or something. 
But uh, Dunhill makes the exact same thing, but it's in like calf skin or something like that. Yeah. And it's like $175. <laughs> Well, that would be a luxury accessory. Right? That would be a luxury accessory. All right, clothing. A custom suit. You want a custom suit? Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Okay. What to color? Fit, to fit my short body? Yeah. yeah. Or just like a good looking suit, but actually that fits you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's I, good. I'd go with black. I think black suit. Yeah. Yeah. A little classic right there. You know, I, I love hats. Yeah. I've, uh, I recently got a, you know, a few more hats that I inherited from my grandfather. It's great. I think I, I think I shared this on a previous episode, but... It's a uh, it's it's a situation where when he passed, uh, his hats were kind of you know given to because he had a bunch of different hats, and so different folks kind of got them, and we got our pick. I I was able to pick one that is like my favorite hat. Every That's single great. time I go out, no, yeah. I, like ladies, I, I, this might shock you, John David. In my life, it is not a normal thing for ladies to compliment the way that I look. <laughs> I know you're shocked. You know what I mean? Like, I know that you're shocked. Same, bro. But here's the deal. When I wear that hat, I always have a lady who compliments me like like that. Hey, that's nice. It is nice. That's good. It is. It's very, very nice. So maybe another one of those hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that that the ladies don't often appreciate it when the gentlemen, like, offer compliments, uh, like, on how they look. Right. uh, Unwarranted or unasked for. Right. Ladies, it's different, though, with the guys. We always appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Tell me how good I look. If I look it, bad, don't tell me anything at all. Every single time I wear that hat, <laughs> I get a compliment. It's really, it's really nice. But what ended up happening is everybody that folks that got the other hats soon realized that me and my grandfather were about the only two people in our family, maybe maybe with two other exceptions, that have a head that's shaped like this. Oh, and so I have the benefit of inheriting my my grandfather's large head. And so like like it requires like even right now as I when I hat shop if I see something I'll I'll see something a style that I really like. And it will not fit my head. I'll try every single size and none of them fit right. And so for luxury, yeah, for for clothes, if no money is no option, man, I would go to Gorham Brothers and do a shopping spree. But there's also a Scottish hat maker that my grandfather loved that a lot of my new hats have come from. And I would love to actually go to their factory and like check it out. Yeah. And like, maybe get something custom done or yeah, something. That's I think great. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. All right. He says shoes. I'm not really a shoe guy. Are you a shoe guy? Um, I guess so. Yeah, I'd like a pair of Allen Edmonds. I'd never had Allen Edmonds before. Um, I don't know what that is. It's just a brand. It's a, okay. It's a you know relatively nice uh, shoe brand. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. I I, I would have some Reeboks. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, and then uh, finally, collectible item. A collectible item. A collectible item. Hmm. I'm coming up blank. I. I'm not a, except for pipes. I'm not a collector. I mean, I'd love a. You know, a 1910s era Dunhill. Or, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I'm just. Well, okay. I'd love, a six, to, I'd love a six to Niverson. Money's no object. I, there's some movie props that I would actually like. I could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe some, maybe some lightsabers or something like that. Maybe like a RDJ uh, helmets from, uh, you know, uh, from like the first Avengers or something like that. Yeah. Would be really cool. Or, or better yet. The Captain America shield from one of the, yeah. from one of the, but signed by, uh, by the cast or Gumby. Anyway, I would go with that. <laughs> I would go with that. I think, I think that would be pretty awesome. And you know what? I'm circling back before we, before we uh, pivot here because luxury accessory, it occurred to me, I know exactly what I want. Yeah. If money was no option. I would actually love to commission some rings from our good boy, Jeremy Dukes. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember like scanning through some of his stuff and thinking like, man, you know, if some of these shows like, you know, like I, I, we've got this country's quiet radio ring. I was like, it'd be so cool to do like one for 
each of the shows that Pottery's worked on over the last past decade. He does fantastic work and he is worth every penny. And I don't have those pennies to justify <laughs> that expense. But that is uh but yeah, that is something that I, I think is pretty cool. So there you go. There you have it. Great quick fire questions from our good friend at Pastor Joda. Pastor Joda, thank you so much for sending it in and hooking us up for uh for this suite of episodes. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listener feedback coming in from Kane, who writes in saying, Hey guys, listen to your most recent episode. It didn't look like you guys were aware, but there was at one point a limited edition Sinatra Jack Daniels. Uh, it's supposed to be higher end. I've never had it, but it may be worth coming back to if you are willing uh, to dole out the dinero for it. Cheers. And this is coming in from Kane. So, yeah, so we did a Jack Daniels, I think Manhattan, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. Yeah, when we were in Vegas. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what? He is actually right. There was a kind of a, a, a Sinatra label, a Sinatra edition, Jack yeah. Daniels. I remember seeing that in my research, but I kind of passed by it because I knew that wasn't what we were drinking. But this is a great, yeah, thanks thanks for bringing that mm-hmm. up, Kane. One, wonderful uh, acknowledgement there. Uh, next one is coming in from Jonathan. What did Jonathan have to say? Jonathan Mont- Montalvo. Uh, he says, ha, you should make a tobacco that intentionally tastes like chocolate covered raisins oh. out of spite. <laughs> and uh, Jonathan, you never know. Don't don't. What, what are you doing, Jonathan? You, ne- you, ne- you never what know. What are you doing, Jonathan? This you're, you're telling a tobacconist who's got a major event coming up with nothing to lose. I'm just saying there, there's no like, look, I raisin flavored tobacco like. I do you hear the LAPD? I hear the LAPD are right they now. They're coming for me. They're coming for you because you're actually considering this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Make Just, it stop, Jonathan. Thank you so much for that. And hey, uh, we love getting this uh, feedback in. Want to encourage y'all if y'all have got some emails that y'all want to uh, send in, anything that you would like to potentially be featured as part of our final 500 at 500th episode of Country Squire Radio, be sure to get those into us before March 4th. That's right. We want them in before March 4th to be considered for the final episode. So you can send in those emails, your thoughts, your feelings. Otherwise, uh, that can be sent. You can find all of our contact information as well as how you can to join us in Jackson, Mississippi, Mississippi on March 4th for episode 500 for the, the barbecue and pipe tobacco pairing. All that information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio. Dot com. Well, John David, man. Dude, this was fun. Penultimate Squire Select. I know, right? I, th- yeah. I, think, I, I think I had the first martini I ever enjoyed. Hey, hey you know what? I'll, I'm gonna good. Con- I'm going to consider that a win. I'm glad you're a part of it. <laughs> Likewise, brother. <laughs> hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.